there's some there's some there are like videos on YouTube of people doing smoke ring tricks with vape, and some of them are super cool, actually. Right, but they're not making boats. No. What if you could have like a Play-Doh Fun Factory thing that you blew through that made uh, this vape enough. into a boat? Sure. Yeah, okay. What would uh, be what would be a Socrates Fun Factory? Riff, are you recording? I am. <laughs> good. Good, <laughs> nice. good. Well, so so the it would be like it would be a Fun Factory that like makes you derive the output of the factory <laughs> by presenting you with a bunch of possible right, right yeah the fun fa- the fun factory you like establishes the rules but it doesn't actually produce the spaghetti right <laughs> or the bologna <laughs> I'm Zach. I'm Riff. I'm Jim. And I'm Kevin. It's time for episode number 297 of Video Games Hot Dog, the podcast about video games. Guys, I miss Gary. I know, right? I miss Gary. It's only been a few days. Who? Kevin, come on. You can't have already forgotten. No, I haven't. He made our our episode number 296 just a a whimsical wonderland of of thoughtful and hilarious conversation. He introduced a perennial segment. He did. Riff, I hope you're ready. God. Because when we get there, you're going to have to give your 30-second hilarious summary of the movie The Goonies. Okay. So uh, start doing your research right yeah. now. I'll start just, watching I'll The Goonies for the first time. <laughs> You'll just go ahead and flip typing. over to the to the, <laughs> wiki, to the Wikipedia minutes. article yeah. for The Goonies. Yeah, and then you're, you're going to be on the hook. He wrote you a theme song. You have to do the riff section. Mm. And I'm going to keep referring to it as the riff section. Uh. Do you have something to say, Kevin? Well, just like... being on the hook for a movie about a pirate ship. Okay. Feels like there's something more going on. That's all. Right? They, there, weren't, there weren't any hooks there weren't, in the Goonies. Right? right. That's, but, I, but, but pirates there were where, like, there's yeah. the movie hook that has pirates in it. Right. Yeah. But One-Eyed Willie didn't have a hook. Maybe he, he just had one eye. That was his deal. But it was yeah, probably really lost. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. No, no. He. Ne- you don't, guys. Did you watch the Goonies? Do you? I, I think we need a summer. <laughs> he had uh, the skull was just bone all the way through. He didn't oh, lose his true. eye in a pirate accident. He just never Is had one, and he possible? turned his he turned his handicap into a into a into, into a, a into a strength. Nickname? Yeah. Yeah. Like Mikey with his asthma. One eye really is Jesus Christ is kind of right it's like it's like yeah. yeah it's like hi i'm dick the pirate yeah yeah, yeah. i'm wang wang the pirate dong dong now these just sound like real like <laughs> chinese pirates right <laughs> uh Dildo beard. that was riff session no it yep, wasn't that was it. did I'm you done. say did nope. you say dildo beard yes i guess okay. dildo isn't the color it should really be the color for that to work okay Veiny uh, in a hundred years, dildo will definitely be a color. <laughs> Veiny pink beard. Uh. Did, you, did you see that uh, tweet that Laura Hall made of the like internet crayon colors updated yes. for modern day? So fucking good. good. Uh. Jim, what have you been up to? I mean, you already said nothing. Yeah, right? it's been like you. two days since the last time we recorded. Yeah, this I, is- I, thank you for coming back into the city. I had a, I so had a flat tire. Oh yeah, yeah you tweeted oh, yeah, about your pizza tire. How that? How'd that turn out? Uh, this is all right. So, like, do you not know how to change a tire? Uh, I I don't. And also, this was like like a situation where I was scared to get out of the car because I was like sort of on the shoulder but barely. Okay. Like, and I was it felt... a, was it a road facing tire? 
Uh, no, no, it wouldn't have been mm. like it. it I, this is something that like if there was no other option, I probably would have tried to figure it out. Jim, as and your then, baby like, boomer dad, I'm very disappointed in you. And then like, like had to have discovered whether I did it right while driving down the freeway at 60 miles an hour. Well, one it, is way, very one clear, way. it is very clear when assembling, disassembling a tire, like okay. whether it's attached. Yeah. Okay. Like. It's, no, it's I called roadside simple. assistance. I mean, probably the most complicated part of it is figuring out how Jacking you jack the car. Works. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is, I, I imagine it like actually matters where you put the jack. Yeah. It can yeah, less you can, than you can less fuck than, up your frame. Less than you think, though. Okay, but you, there are definitely ways to do it. In a, I would have probably looked up looked at a YouTube video oh, okay. on how to do yeah. this. That's the but that's the beauty of the modern world. There yeah. were so many tools at your disposal. So, yeah. do you have like AAA? Uh, we have we have some kind of roadside assistance. I forget the name of it. Okay, OnStar could be. Okay. Well, no, you can't like press a button in the roof of your car and ask somebody. No, I had to who dial played a phone Donnie number. Darko's mom. I had to dial a number. It's Mary McDonald, and, sir. And <laughs> tell them what was happening. Is that? Is I that gave real? him a freeway exit that I was near. <laughs> I just remember the commercials for OnStar. It seemed to like it was just like hey, your buddy that you can talk to by pressing this button in the roof of your car. How many people do you think press that button to just have a like a casual conversation? I. So I had a job where I was the guy on the other end of that button yeah. for a while. Zero. Zero. Yeah. It's, it's always because they're like, fucked. their car doesn't work. And then they remember that there's a button in the roof of their car that they can press. Has to... anybody on this podcast ever been a phone sex operator? No. No. I feel like that would be a job where you get a lot of people just wanting casual conversation. You think? Yeah. I, it's a pretty yeah. After the first few minutes, you mean? Like, or. I, I just. So I, I worked at a, like crisis hotline for mm. a couple of years and mm -hmm. it was never casual conversations it was occasionally like we, we tried to lower the barrier to entry by like if you have a question contact us this was very early internet yeah so and were the questions like should i cut across the street no. or down the road there, it was questions like oh because I, I was assuming the suicide helpline was like like assistance with your technique <laughs> right <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, we'll send you, we'll send you, you like, some literature like, in the mail. Like 50 Advil, not going to do the trick. 50 oh, yeah, Tylenol. Like you don't fucking call. Really them. painfully, like three days from now. Yeah, it's going to fucking like, suck. Yeah, you don't, you don't call the phone sex line with help not to masturbate. Well, no, that was sort of different, though, I think. Yeah. I think that's pitched a little differently. Yeah. <laughs> <It's>... Huh. <laughs> this is... I'm, anyway, I'm, like, I'm now, like I'm now questioning the, the branding of both uh, of these things. Sorry, I, I'm just like 90s shock jock comic pitching. What if the suicide hotline was where they helped you figure out how to commit suicide? Right. Like, <laughs> like which, which, which is the highest no, bridge in my particular area? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's like, uh, you're like Google Maps for like bridges without those nets. Right. No, but if you flip it around, I think like the, the OnStar assistant, like convincing you to stop driving would be pretty good. Oh yeah. Driving is the most likely thing to kill. Like you want to commit suicide, just drive a car a lot. Yeah. Also, uh, super bad for the environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. So it'll get you Wait, eventually, you uh, even if you don't. Get uh, individual people driving cars is not what's causing the problem. It is. Uh, it, I think it is a significant fraction of your like, carbon like output. your personal carbon yeah. output absolutely yeah. a given person's a given individual citizen's carbon output is meaningless <sighs> the sum of all individual people's carbon output well, is meaningless except for the compared the, to the sum of industrial carbon output. Right. like I, it, I, it's, I, I agree with that statement as a like abstract factual statement but the industry only exists to serve the consumer needs 
So like separating those two things is vacuous. But that person if, reducing their carbon footprint on a personal basis does not reduce their needs but for it, cool tacos or whatever is being delivered wait, to them so, via so truck. If if industrial carbon output is greater than civilian carbon output, then the uh, individual person's car- it's like three to one. Car- uh, like vehicle, vehicular carbon output is definitely not bigger than their whole, or rather the the majority of their whole output. Being well, if you if you count the the portion of industrial carbon output that you are responsible for yeah. as a consumer, yeah. then that's just like a math problem you can never solve. Well, uh, it's it's you could divide. I mean, so by don't the ever population, eat, don't ever like, eat produce that's not in season. I mean, like yeah. right, there are certainly people who like like valuelessly deprive themselves of the luxuries of the modern world thinking that, that it's valueless. It probably I makes think, them, I think it probably Kantian. makes them feel better. I mean, I think it's, 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 it's as like, valuable as like retweeting the latest shitty thing that Trump did. If you, I do that all the time. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I don't know if you still follow me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Cause you wouldn't stop retweeting Trump. Oh, I mean, yeah. I don't actually retweet right, him because I don't want to. You can turn off retweets yeah. specifically for individuals. Uh, fuck. I don't actually follow him. I just, I have, just see he's the only person that I've blocked on Twitter, so I just end up with some like c- confusing. I have, confusing I have a ton of people blocked on Twitter, except no, why do you have so many enemies, Riff? They're not really people. I have a habit of every oh. time there's a promoted tweet, I block it. Oh yeah. So I've started oh, okay. getting weirder and weirder ads because the normal yeah. ones are gone. <laughs> so here's a question: So what if we promoted? Uh, West of Loathing on Twitter. Would you block asymmetric? Well, no. I think I can give that. I can give us a special exemption. Uh, no, Kevin, please. Riff is a hypocrite. <laughs> well, no, but like that's like I'm. I'm actually a little concerned about this. Like I don't want to like alienate our audience. I only block the by... people who don't block themselves. <laughs> hmm. I don't understand. That yeah, sentence. I don't either. <laughs> that was a Groucho Marx line, right? Uh, no, so the, 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 like, the question I have is, like, there are n- a number of people that I feel like follow us on Twitter who have said that more or less that same thing. I block every person who, like, every promoted tweet. And maybe you don't see promoted tweets from people you already follow. So maybe this isn't a problem. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, but. Yeah, would it put the promoted tag on? I don't know. Let's follow a bunch know. of brands. Oh my God. To see. That's a good question. I don't want to know that much. Let's follow Arby's. All they're tweeting about is Pyre and Psychonauts. Yeah. Are there, do you think they're working their way through the alphabet and they'll get to us? Yeah. Okay, good. Except they're doing it backwards. backwards. So Shit. Like, they missed us. Yeah. Fuck. We'll have to wait till we'll have to wait till 2099 when they roll back around. Yeah. ZZT. <laughs> Buy some cheddar bisque uh, beef. Cheddar bisque. Ch- cheddar bisque beef. <laughs> that actually yeah. might be an okay soup. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, in 2099, then that's what's going to be on the menu at 20. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> that is 2019. No, I said 2099, because that's when they'll get back around to the that's, end of the alphabet. Is it they, they started so in the many... 60s, Kevin, <laughs> please. <it> okay. <laughs> and there's way more video games now than there were in the 60s. Right, it's just, it, like, it becomes more and more complicated. <laughs> and one thing I've learned from the Arby's account is that most of my friends, like, have don't have a problem with advertising at all. Well, if it's... If topical. it is inherently valuable. Yeah. Yeah. Did you like, watch the like ad shows for advertising? Like the, the like advertising TV spots that were 
noted as remarkable they were really good usually like they were like little short little movies or like really funny or like whatever. you'd really sure. like to buy the world of coke you you really enjoy watching all those sony bravia balls bounce down the hill i have that saved on my fucking phone <laughs> i have that ad on my phone because it was so good it is do you just weird have that you jerk you off to that on your phone? like <laughs> that, it's did you I, say what <laughs> what did you say i was too busy listening to jim uh I have, I have, so there was a period where you could easily download video content from the internet, which is like 2000, 2001 ish, 2002. You mean just like if there was a video on the internet, you could probably just save it? Easily. Okay. I mean, you can, okay. You needed to get a browser plugin. Yeah, there's a bunch of like some weird sketchy third party lyrics site (laughs) plugin to, and so I regularly would would save videos that I liked. And yeah. when there were like particularly interesting commercials, I would save those. Yeah, yeah. That, so this no, the, I, the I, show I, notes I, is going to be amazing for this episode. I'm, I, I'm I totally already. believe that. Like some some of these, like it, if you took them like outside of the context of capitalism, I might enjoy these things. The Honda Cogs ad. Nothing is outside. The exactly. That's of why I can't enjoy. Jim, I can't enjoy advertising. You could. So like that Arby's account is like so incredibly gross to me. Really? Yeah. Because it's connected to Arby's? Because if uh, it was just weird, Twitter. You know who you would is, like is Neil Hamburger. Do you follow Neil Hamburger on Twitter? No, his, but I his, have three Neil Hamburger albums. Yeah. So Neil Hamburger's approach to Twitter, I think, would be very aligned with your your feelings about corporate shills. Like his his general tactic is to try to get blocked by yeah. like the idea that, like, he'll find someone using Twitter who he knows their boss has told them don't block anyone because that yeah. would be a shitty thing for this corporate branded Twitter account to do and then yeah. try to get them, you know, so trying to get, like, bounty paper towels sure, Twitter yeah, account no, that's to block great. I, I approve. Um, like, specifically, I, it's that, like, these companies are taking, like, teenager memes. culture, like, youth culture uh, like and 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 turning it into something like selling the culture back to the back to those teens Jim, in the form of what, what, I hate to break this to you, but mm-hmm. I don't think that Twitter is teenager culture. No, this, yeah. These are I if their Snapchat account did it, maybe, but that's probably that's probably too old by this oh, point. God, no, I saw I, there Sean Vanaman of... get just fucking owned at the baseball game the other day. There were there were these like probably like 17 year old girls like a group of like 17 year old girls in front of us and they like turned around and said a whole group of people if you're a woman which guy in this group of people are you going to ask to take your phone and take a picture of them it's sean vanneman right like that's what happens all the time so they wanted somebody to take a picture of them they turned around to a big group of people immediately gravitated to sean like every woman does sure and then he was like what what app is this? Because he couldn't he figure out how to use the app. They were like, uh, Snapchat. It's like, pretty good. Wow. Pretty good. I mean, sometimes, you know, I like Sean. Sometimes you like to see somebody just get owned. <laughs> it, he is, he is so attractive to women that like, it's, I don't, it doesn't make any fucking sense to me. It's because he's uh, like, a gorgeous man. Like what's I, wrong? What's wrong with that? The, Multiple times, Jim, I don't know if I've ever told you, multiple times I have been out at a bar with Sean Vanneman and two women will walk up to us and both of them will start talking to Sean. And it's like, I'm not trying to like meet women at bars at any of these points over the last few years, but it's like, no, this is, this, this is, is like, this, this is, is not how a wingman works, right? <laughs> like you, you, yeah, this is how, this is the, the life that attractive people lead. Right. Like it's just, 
The rest of us just have to imagine what it would be like. Or stand next to them while we are shown what it would be like. I've still got my rebuttal about teens on Twitter right loaded in the chamber okay. whenever this conversation. Sorry. <laughs> when we pop off the stack. <laughs> uh, there are teens on Twitter. They exist. Uh, like, like, sure. you know, I, the reason I know this is that um, I have a, a <laughs> you column. You exclusively follow teens on Twitter. I, I have a column in, uh, in TweetDeck with a search for frog fractions and a lot of teenagers, like ob- like obvious teens from the way oh, they like talk, discovering it from the first time. They talk about frog fractions. I like and oh god, maybe like if I think something is funny, it probably wasn't made by a teen, just because of like the 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 cultural overlap would be too low. And maybe I'm thinking about people in their twenties. So like a damn Daniel, <laughs> like you don't. <laughs> it's, now I don't have a cultural overlap with you to get that. Okay. Um. <laughs> anyway, like this is something that uh advertising has been doing for years is selling people's culture back to them. And people are like treating it human beings that I know and respect are treating it as if this is a novelty that Arby's is doing memes. Now, did you, did you see the, this has been making the rounds the past couple of days, the um, Spider-Man, like the, when Sony got hacked and all their emails got sort of downloaded or whatever, and there was just like the executives sort of giving ideas about what could be in the next Spider-Man movie. <laughs> I, I didn't see that. Oh my fucking God. It is just the most vacuous like takes on teen culture, on millennial culture or whatever. It's like millennials seem to yeah, be millennials really... are like 30 now. <laughs> sure. Whatever. Yeah. But, but millennials are like, so the Snapchat thing, maybe Spider-Man could have like an exclusive sp- Snapchat account and it would be like really interesting for people to be like, followed back or like allowed into his like exclusive Snapchat thing or whatever. And like, yeah, no, like the the thing, like it is so obvious, like looking at that, what they should be doing is like hiring the share zone. And that's what these people are doing. Like that's, I I am certain that like what Arby's did was they reached out to a funny Twitter person and said, how about we pay you to make memes for us instead? (laughs) And like, like like, funny 14. do do, Do you not give, do you not give any, Is there no way in which them making like actually funny tweets is better than them just not doing that? How do you feel about Miriam Webster? Uh, tell me more. So like their Twitter presence in the past couple of years has been phenomenal. I don't know if you follow I them at all. I I'm not I mean, it's, cognizant of it. It's just like, it's very like on point. So yeah, but in a, a it's world. a similar thing, right? Like, but they're the dictionary. They're mm-hmm. still just like a company that's sure, trying yeah. to sell a service and, and a they're product. Still just, they're usually just tweeting about words, but it's <laughs> there's like a subtext to almost I everything like they're the tweeting words. about, which is <laughs> fucking great. The, like, people make advertisements, right? And mm-hmm. it's like, have you not you watched know, Mad Men? There are. I, I haven't actually. Th- like, I think that it's okay to appreciate the craft of a thing, even if you are the kind of person that, I mean, like, and I am the most similar, like your attitude about advertising is the closest to mine of anyone that I've ever met. <laughs> but like, I, even you'll enjoy, like I have been forced by just like being tired of being angry all the time to just mellow out about it a little bit, you know? <laughs> Yeah. And, and to just start to see, like, th- th- there's just people doing this, and there are people that we would probably like. 
you know, I, I, like, I, I, that is whoever, the whoever is manning Arby's Twitter feed, that's probably somebody that yeah. we could go have a beer. Well, I could have a beer with and you could have an iced tea. Sure. Because you're and not sure. 21. Because right. you're not cool. <laughs> you're not cool enough to drink beer, right. Jim. Uh-huh. Um, maybe that would relax you. Mm. Maybe if you just had a beer, you'd be like, oh, okay, advertising is good. Give me some more Coors Light. That's what you would say. If you can't stand the heat, mm-hmm. Coors Light. <laughs> Jesus. That's, that's a good <laughs> slogan. That, so that was there was a <laughs> yeah a stitch in time Coors Light there was a billboard <laughs> in San Diego one year that just said if you can't stand the heat Coors Light and we spent the entire rest of the mm-hmm. year just saying the first half of old adages and ending them with Coors Light yeah. it was a pretty good local <laughs> meta meme yep um mm-hmm. a bird in the hand Coors Light <laughs> you can lead a horse to water Coors, Coors Light. Light too many cooks. Coors Light. <laughs> See, the leader horse to water is funny because Coors right. Light is also like water. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Lol. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I'm 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 perfectly capable of accepting. I'm probably in the wrong about this. You're not in the wrong. Or that, like, I would enjoy life more if I changed my attitude a little bit. I don't know. I feel like my life is already pretty good. Sure. So. Yeah. You know, reminding me how much I hate advertising, it's like just filling me with a with a sense of righteous indignation again. Mm. Maybe I should go back Fuck. to maybe I'm I should sorry. go back to being the angry young man that I was oh, when or maybe old I- man Murray was good. <laughs> I have blocked like all the like golf related tweets that I get as promoted tweets. Why do you get promoted? I don't golf know tweets? the PG. I get like the PGA tour and shit, and I. Don't fucking understand How? it. How? Dude, I don't know. They, they clearly, there is like. Do you some, like follow your dad on Twitter? No. Did they, did Facebook sell? I don't know. Like, it's, did, uh, there's clearly like, I'm connected to golf in some Byzantine oh, I'm way. I'm so sorry. And so, yeah. <laughs> Kevin, oh my God. It just happens. So. I feel like a lot of people like sort of appreciate, um, uh, directed advertising because like this is like this is relevant to my life. I don't mind seeing this ad. The ads that don't bother me are the ones that like are products that I would never in a million years care about. Like that. Like that wouldn't I would be like, oh huh, that's funny. What if the ad was just like some care bears and you would be like, hey I remember those. There they are. They're just right there. <laughs> if Ernest Klein was doing his <laughs> advertising for something, yeah. I think the, the the argument there is that some of the characters are female, so he clearly wouldn't care. Oh, good them. point. That's that's the latest. The yeah, the newest. Yeah, yeah. the newest thing. The, to n- be, the newest yeah. take. That was pretty funny. <clears throat> oh, right. That was that was Patrick Klepek's thing about his tweet about it was a a het take. It was like a hot take, oh, but it was like a specifically like heterosexual take. opinion, right? About no, it was clever. The context for this is Dream we were Daddy. talking about Dream Dream Daddy Simulator or whatever the name of that game is I think called. It's just Dream Daddy, just Dream Daddy. Yeah, game that's just like a. I, it feels weird to just describe it as like a gay dating sim, but I guess it is. I mean, I, I think like. It, it's gay, but it's also not particularly sexy. Like sexual, yeah. So yeah. It's, so cool. it's 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 for people who like the same sort of person who like wants to feel good about appreciating LGBT culture. It's like how I like feel right, good about so myself a, for watching King of the Hill because they have the accents. It's like, oh yeah, I'm really being really open minded about rednecks. I see. And by calling them rednecks, okay. 
Huh. I think, though, that in that case, you... I mean, maybe in the case of somebody who thinks that they're being woke just by playing Dream Daddy, right? Yeah. You probably are. Like, sure. you're probably being exposed. To expo- some extent, like, for sure. Because I feel like if... Oh, like, if and I actually do we think just, like, I'm letting, an excellent person for watching King of the Hill. Letting Mike Judge sort of tell you some things about his worldview and yeah. the way that he feels about the, the, the people that he's depicting in that thing, like, that probably is a thing that sure. could... Yeah. You know, more people could stand to hear. More, more of us coastal liberal elites... Gosh, yeah. uh, do you, you know, uh, uh, Nick McConnell was talking about playing Frog Fractions 2 and how he did not know any of the reference. Oh, interesting. Like not wow. a single game. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was referenced in Frog Fractions 2. Oh, yeah. Was I remember he, he was like anything about. He was. Pl- I remember like he beta tested Frog Fractions. Oh, that's what exactly what you were talking about. He beta tested Frog Fractions 2 with somebody else. Right. Somebody who was like my age. Yeah. Who did know all of them. And explained and so, yeah, like, they were oh, like, yeah, this one's a mashup of this and this. And yeah. That. Yeah. Um, Have I touched about Newsroom on this podcast before? I don't think so. It's an HBO show from a couple of years ago by Aaron Sorkin. I don't think so. You should watch it. If you liked West Wing at all, the first couple of seasons. I never watched the West Wing. What if I liked West World? Uh, you should watch Westworld season two. Okay, I probably will if it will be. Okay, I saw an ad for it. There were some pictures. Yeah, uh, I saw it, but it was an ad, so I immediately recoiled it. in disgust. <laughs> like I'm, you I'm probably, threw your TV away. <laughs> I'm probably going to wait to see I, what please, like I don't even own a TV. What? I don't know. I'll probably watch it, but I'll probably be disappointed if it's just more of the same because like Westworld season one kind of set up a very different season two. I assume right. that it's going to be pretty different. I hope so. It has a lot of characters in common though, which leads me to believe that it can't be as different as the, the little last episode twist set it up to be. Well, also I don't want that at all. I'm real interested in the genre that Westworld was and not at all in the genre that it hinted at. So well, there are all the other I worlds. That. That I know. I definitely still, want that have one. Have not yet had their ro- robot samurai world or whatever. Yeah, I don't want a samurai. I would not watch a samurai world. Really? No. You only care about the West. No, I just don't care about feudal Japan. Hmm. Okay. Sorry, I like. Um, I, I know I'm supposed everybody to. Everybody in Samurai World was white. Ah, uh, be slight. I mean, Japanese people are basically white. <laughs> that's true. That's so, a good point. Uh, I mean, that's not really gonna. That's probably insulting to somebody, but I don't know who. <laughs> you know what's weird is that, like, I think of, of like, people who play video games as generally horrible people. Um, but one thing you probably can't accuse them of is being racist against the Japanese because so much of game culture comes from there. Yeah. True. I don't know. I'm pretty racist against the Japanese. No, fair enough. Like, I don't want to watch Samurai World. Do you watch, have you ever yeah. watched any anime? I oh, man, anime is the worst. Saw a few. Th- I watched some things. I watched the first season of Record of Lodos War. Okay. I watched. Uh, did you watch Go- Cowboy Ghost Bebop? in the Shell? No, I did not like Cowboy Bebop at all. Wow, really? Nobody doesn't like Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, that's a little weird because you're thinking of Sarah I, Lee. I also, I also like. I watched one episode Sorry. of Cowboy Bebop and gave up. That's an advertising slogan, so you <laughs> probably hate me now. <laughs> no, but, but I'm bonding with you over our shared dislike. Okay, of Cowboy we do, neither of us likes Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. Okay, hmm. yeah. But I did like Samurai Bebop, so... What about Samurai Gun? Yeah. One, um, one thing that, like, I saw... Uh, uh, I forget his... I think everybody knows him as Kayan anyway. The guy who made I Want to Be the Guy. Um, I saw him tweeting about how... Everybody knows him as by what? Kayan. Oh, I thought you said everybody knows him by his Kayan. Oh, and I was yeah. like, what's a Kayan? Like, like a karate yeah, yeah. name? 
Yeah, it's his weeaboo name. Okay. Is that a word I can say? I, I don't even know what that what means. <laughs> oh, God. Is that it, from the Perry Bible now Fellowship Now everybody thing? knows I'm from yeah. 4chan. <laughs> it's, it, yeah, it's, it's a twisted road to get from Perry Bible Fellowship to... 4chan to how that's used today but yes but yeah. it so it was coined in that perry bible fellowship comic strip right right yeah. which will go in the show that notes. is that is where but the then it comes from yeah okay so then but i know that it kind of means like american otaku yeah. kind of thing yeah. and like, it, it wow. came that way because of a, i think i think 4chan had a word filter that changed something to that okay then it became a synonym as a result hmm. But I don't remember what the something was. I don't think it was just a panophile. I think it was a slur. Uh, like anime fag or something? Maybe, like so, yeah. something equivalent to that that you wouldn't actually want someone to say? Yeah. Or it like, wouldn't I mean, have been 4chan because I don't think 4chan filters like that. It could have been something awful. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. What website had the special, the filter that changed special into suicidal? Huh, I don't know that one. <laughs> that sounds like mm. something, something awful will do. Okay. I don't know, though. Uh, the... Well, that would be hard to talk about your favorite band, Special Tendencies, because right. everyone would assume you were talking about a different band. Just the the fact that you're a part of the U.S. suicidal forces. Uh, Kane was talking about how before, like, what we now consider to be the golden age of American TV, um, anime was actually significantly better than American TV, just because, like... It wasn't bound by the constraints of like everything having to be a series, um, and I thought that like that was something that had never actually occurred to me that like when anime started coming over to the United States and becoming popular here, like it wasn't just because people like Japan. It actually like was gaining traction in part because like no, this stuff actually is way better. Right, because it had it had because they didn't mandate that every episode had to go back to status quo at the end so that you could show the episodes in any random order. Right. Uh, it was a, they were able to have like entire plot arcs and, 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 and shows that were that were um, like contractually guaranteed to only have one season. And if, right. if, if it was popular, they wouldn't make another season. It's just the same people would make another show. And so, yeah. therefore, they could have stories with a beginning, a middle, and an end. And, yeah, just generally better uh, quality in that regard. The people in the apartment upstairs have decided to have a drilling party. Oh, Sounds huh. like vacuuming to me. Hmm. Yeah, maybe they are vacuuming. Maybe they're vacuuming under the floor. Maybe they're vacuuming up drill bits. Yeah. Maybe they're drilling, drilling, drilling through, through vacuums. vacuums. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you guys want to talk about video games? The problem is that none of us have played any. I, pl I played, played one. one. I also <laughs> okay. played a well, non-video. I played one in front of you. What'd guys. you play, Jif? <laughs> I played the other. You go, I believe you mean GIF. <laughs> no, no, no. It's Jif. Um, <laughs> I played the other it's two. Gim. I played the other two um, uh, decks in the uh, unlock escape room. Series. Oh yeah. Um, there's lean over here. It's the island of Doctor Gorse. I I don't know how that. Yeah, it's it's goose with an R in it. I have no idea how you're supposed to say it. Gorse. Well, it's Gorse though, so it wouldn't just. Oh, be with gorse. an extra R, not just not one of the O's being replaced by an R. Right, right. And then the other one is Squeak and Sausage, um, and they're pretty good. the The Doctor Gorse one is it, you know you land on this mysterious island and you have to escape. 
but that one's novel in that it's engineered that you're not supposed to play it solo. Like you're supposed to definitely have more than one person because there's two decks of cards. And at the beginning of play, the two groups are not allowed to interact with each other at all. But, uh, I mean, you can still basically solo it just by, you know, doing honor system and not solving a thing with information from the other deck. But, uh, that was pretty good. It was, it was, uh, it was reasonably tough. I didn't make it under the time limit. Um, but it was, it was interesting. And the, uh, squeak and sausage one is sort of like a cartoony take on it where you're trying to defeat a mad scientist. And that one was the easiest of the three, but it was still pretty good. But, uh, what about video games? Squeak and sausage. Squeak and sausage. Yes. Okay. Actually, here, let's do the riff session. It's a riff session. Kids call it a riff session. Time for a riff session. We're on the playground, a riff session. When riff has something to say, put 30 seconds on the clock and make way for the riff session. It's a riff session. It's riff. Riff. Yes. 30 seconds on the clock. Summarize the Goonies. Okay, so uh, there's some kids, and one of them torments a Mexican maid, and then breaks a dick off of a statue, and then puts his tongue through a painting. And then they find a map to a pirate treasure, and some bank robbers who put a tomato inside a blender. And underground, the treasure map leads them to the place where all the quarters in the world that go into wishing wells go, but they refuse to take them because those wishes uh, belong to other people. And then they meet a mutant and a pirate ship and they win. It's pretty good. Okay, good. That was we'll, uh, that was really really well done. So we'll come back uh, next week. Come back next week for the next don't, riff session. Don't tell me in what movie riff in will... advance. That'll be more fun. <laughs> oh, I was just going to have you summarize the Goonies every time oh, the first, just... <laughs> for the first few months of this. What were you not listening last time? When I, we... I guess I missed that that uh, that moment. It was a pretty chaotic episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, there, that was. I, I'd like to apologize to the listeners for the amount of time that multiple people were talking at the uh, same time in that episode. We just <laughs> we, five of us is too many. Yeah. Uh, especially to not all be in the same room. And um, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty chaotic. Everybody was just so excited. We were just so happy to have Gary here. Yeah, he's a, he's yeah? a great guest. I really miss Gary. Except we'd have to get rid of one of us. Oh no. So- we should just have a, a, a episode of this show with some of our best guests. So it could be like JP and Gary. And just none just of them, us. You mean. Yeah, just, yeah, just none of us. Them. Yeah, yeah, just the JP and Gary show. Sure. Yeah. yeah. By the way, I just got word back from Gary. We He will not have gym class for us Aww. tonight. Uh-oh. That's too bad. Well, we can. Y- you'll still have your. You'll still be able to school our asses and talk about flashes next yeah. week, right? I'll, I'll, I, I still sent that email yesterday. Okay. Well, I can record something if he doesn't want to. Sounds I, good. Well, I'm, I can rap. Yeah. God. I've, I've heard you do it. Yeah. Uh, what video game did you play, Riff? Uh, I played the new Professor Layton game. Uh, which, There's a new Professor Layton game? Yes. Is it like a website? No, it's it's uh, it's just a straight-up Professor Layton game, except it came out on iPad first. Uh, I think it Whoa. is not out, not yet out on the 3DS. Um, but uh, Weird. And also, it doesn't have Professor Layton in it. It's it's about his daughter now. And, or puzzles. And we don't know. We d- we have no idea how how uh, how he 
acquired a daughter. Even even the the Professor Layton Wiki does not know who the mother is. So that's intriguing. What's her name? Uh, uh, Cat is the short version of her name, and it's the long version is something unusual that I don't remember, like Catronella or something like that. So is she like a candle that keeps mosquitoes away? Um, yes. And also she solves mysteries. Uh, uh, what kind of mysteries? The mystery of where did all the mosquitoes go? Um, where they came from, maybe. Yeah, I mean, that and like the mysteries. There's eight mosquitoes and you have to divide them into four groups of yes, two, with, drawing with only two, two lines. lines. Yeah. yeah. It's Unfortunately, I don't think it's very good. It, I mean, it's, it's, a, mm. it's a full-length Professor Layton game, but... The the writing is not up to par, and the characters are pretty uninteresting. Uh, the puzzles are all right, but I've had a couple of really bad clunkers, and just the sort of overlying plots have not been interesting at all. Like the solution to the 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 revealed solution to the third mystery, I was I was like, that is so fucking stupid, and I just deleted the app. <laughs> so riff. <laughs> How how have you been feeling about the past couple Layton games? Because I I haven't been I really liked, I liked the the blown away ones. by anything. Yeah, I I I I enjoyed all the I've enjoyed all the mainline uh, Professor Layton games up to the Professor Layton versus Phoenix Wright, which I think is the most recent Layton iteration. Uh, but yeah, I did not. Yeah, I think that's did not like this newest one. Yeah. You know. Huh? Do you think it was a different team? It feels like a very different team, yeah. At least, okay. at least a different writing team. I, I, I couldn't tell you if the puzzles were a different team. Okay. But yeah, Did I, you play anything, Jim? Yeah. Oh, no, sorry. You had more to say? Yeah, no, not really. Just summary of... If, if you really, really love Professor Layton, maybe check it out, but not unless, not unless you've already played all of the previous ones already and are dying for a new one. That was pretty much it. That's a shame. That Yeah. I mean, I kind of fell off real hard after the first one. I really did not like the second Professor Layton game, and I didn't even play any of the ones after that. This Telltale people made, like, some sort of similar... Yeah, Sean and Jake and Graham Annabelle made oh, yeah, Puzzle yeah. Agent those 1 fun. and 2. Yeah, it was yeah. Good. they were... Everything about those games was, was good in their opinion, except the puzzles, like they didn't really have anyone designing the puzzles and they, they 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 sort of like, were like, felt like that was the one place where that game kind of fell down, but it was neat. The voice acting was good and it was funny. It was, it was well-written. Yeah. Cool. It was like, well implemented. It's very Twin Peaks-ish. Yeah. Yeah. The ending was a little cliffhanger or weird or whatever, but. Oh right, because he was like off to the Bahamas or whatever. Yeah, something. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't remember too much about it. Did you play anything? So when we were on our way to dinner, I realized I hadn't played any new games. So while we were having dinner, I played. Oh, what was it called? It was a game I downloaded at the same time as Grand Ten Auto New City. It <laughs> looks like it's called Miami Crime City. Okay. Um. Are you just looking for the like the the Vice City fix? At the time I was looking for like let's let's see what what the uh the App Store has to to show for something like if I search for Vice City and actually like you can get Vice City for your phone 
So like you could just, I think it's like five bucks. Does it have the soundtrack? Uh, yes, but with some songs missing. Okay. Yeah. Um, and they, maybe they replaced them with other songs, but like it's, it's almost intact. Um, and this is a game like, so I, I, I talked about like, um, Grand 10 Auto as being like, once it dumps you into the open world, there's really nothing to do, but there's like just a running around interface and, and stealing cars interface. This game is, it seems like it, it puts you in like fixed levels with like randomly generated objectives, or at least the objectives were inane enough that they were ran, that could be random, like pick up five briefcases and the briefcases weren't really like, they were just sort of scattered. Yeah. Um, and, which makes it like, it's more compelling than the other game because like at least there's something to do, but it definitely doesn't have the spirit of a Grand Theft Auto in that you're not running around this open world, open-ish. Are there like other NPCs? I didn't see any. Can N- you? You know, actually, no, I, one of them was talk to Dave by the boat. <laughs> um, okay. And there was a guy, I guess it was Dave. Wow, is this a, is this a city in a in a magical realism world where everyone is named who they are and where they are? <laughs> well, the objective was named "Talk to Dave by the Boat." Yeah, so Pro- when I went to Carmel by the Sea, was that a person? You were Carmel? Carmel? you were Carmel, Kevin yeah. in Carmel by the Sea. Yeah, yeah. in Carmel by yeah, the Sea. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't Kevin by Carmel are. by the yeah, Sea. Yeah, like I'm Zach in the chair. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or Zach, uh, Zach in the studio. Zach near the table. Okay. You're Kevin by the mic. Riff. Kevin closer to the air conditioner than Zach. Riffin, Oregon. There you go. Well, that is super. What did Dave by the relative. boat have to say? Oh, he didn't actually say anything. I just walked next to him and it said objective complete. Oh, wow. So you're just supposed to imagine the conversation that you had. Like, hey, what? So, Dave, where were you before you were by the boat? Uh, Dave, what? Uh, wh- where's where's this boat going? Dave, whose boat is this? <laughs> yeah. Uh, D- Dave, you're uh, doing all the imagining for for me. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, th- these are just questions, though, right? Like, I don't like. I'm bad at I'm bad at finishing these oh, stories. Okay, so, like, right, what? Yeah. Uh, so, what? What do you suppose Dave's answers were? Uh, he th- he was by the shipyard before this. Okay. okay. Did you have to go through the shipyard to get to the boat? Uh, there was a shipyard. Yeah, there was. So he could have arrived on the boat and then gotten off the boat. He yeah. didn't have to go Dave through the on, shipyard. Right, Dave but on but the in my head canon. Okay. He came through the shipyard to get to the boat. Okay. Was his name always Dave? I don't Like, I don't know. I, I honestly like. Did I'm, he come through Ellis Island? <laughs> probably. Okay. Sure. Could have been Davi. It was in Miami, though. So Is, is Ellis Island a, still a thing? exists as yeah, a physical place. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think they nuked it or anything. <laughs> it sank beneath the waves. will only reappear Trump, when the stars I don't think arrive. Trump banned it. Like, well, we're not interested in doing any immigration anymore. Mm-hmm. Ellis Island is hereby sunk. Mm-hmm. We're just going to blow up the Statue of Liberty and drop it on the beach in oh, Miami. Reckless. So nothing. You didn't. You didn't learn anything from Dave by the boat. Nope. Did you get some XP or something? I, I think I got. I got some coins. There's some sort of currency. Nice. What happening. can you buy with it? I don't know. Let's let's see. Let's open this up right now. What can I? Oh, buy you, is coins? it like a microtransaction currency? It's oh. not like a money in the. Oh, I didn't realize there was music. Hey, <laughs> was that a real song? Uh, I mean, it's clearly really music. Oh wait, <laughs> the real soundtrack was the actual Vice City. All right. Okay. 
All right, well, I can watch sure. an ad to get 10,000 coins. Yeah, you. that sounds like something you love. Or I could unlock all content for $46.99. $46.99? I'm looking at this right now. It's $47 <laughs> to get all levels and guns. Huh. Wow. That, I, that's, that was genuinely shocking that's to me. That's pretty buy steep. It. I'm not... Okay. Buy it. Be the only person to ever buy it. Uh, will, can I expense this on the no. Patreon? <laughs> I don't see a buy anything button. I just see some ads and there's a button for more games. What does that say? Oh, it's like, oh, they made a game called The Floor is Lava. They made a game called Fidget Spinner 3D. Okay. Yeah, I don't think, I don't, I don't think we're going to find out what you buy with the coins. Maybe you can buy guns or levels or ammo mm -hmm. or the magazine. Can I, you put clothes on your dude? Uh, he starts out wearing clothes. Uh, well, so no. I, I, okay. I didn't mean like. Can you? <laughs> I I don't think so. Uh, he does look very like he looks. He's wearing a Hawaiian shirt, so it's very appropriate for the, for the uh, the theme for Miami. Yeah. yeah. Does he have a Does he have a Miami device? <laughs> this this whole phone is a Miami device. Hmm. One thing. So. Last, uh, when I was talking about Grand 10 Auto, I talked about how the, the controls were like middle of the road for a phone action game. These ones are definitely worse. Like, at the time, I was kind of impressed that, like, they managed to work, like, if I'm using one thumb to move around on the left side of the screen, I could, I could, uh, reliably move the camera with my right thumb. That's definitely not the case here. Mm. So, like, uh, whatever Unity control plugin that the previous teenager used, <laughs> Is not as good as the Unity Control plugin this teenager used. The um, you were you discovered that the UI oh yeah uh, just exists in the world space when you were like went under a bridge and your your health pack that had been rotating in the little icon frame at the top of the screen just clipped through the bridge and disappeared. Yeah, that was pretty enjoyable. At least it didn't like collide, stop you from moving. Like, if <laughs> oh it was man, just part of the character. Yeah, I thought that's what was happening when you showed it to me to, me to begin with. And oh, well, was... because the controls were so bad. Yeah, that's what it looked but no, like. you just stopped because no, the, well, you, the game is bad. The other the other thing they could do is like it could like get knocked out of the HUD by the bridge and then like, oh, but you have to go pick world. it up again. Yeah, <laughs> or uh, like some uh, like a prostitute steals it. Well, now sure. I'm now I'm kind of want that game to exist where you're. It's it's a game where like. All right. Things just start falling apart. Yeah. There yeah. was some video game where the UI starts falling onto you and you have to dodge it. Uh, hmm. I can't think of what it is. Like, oh, what, it, what it makes me think of is the, there was a, a Wario game for the Wii that had a YouTube video where, like, uh, the page was specially designed. They, like, worked with YouTube so that when Wario runs into things in the video, the uh, thing start components UI components start falling off of the page, mm -hmm. which was I remember pretty a clever. thing some promotion that IMDb did with some Incredible Hulk movie where the Hulk, fuck that was me appreciating an ad. The Hulk punches something. Oh no, Damn. I know, dude. Uh, the Hulk punches something and like the parts fall off of IMDb. It, am I allowed to like the, like ads if they have Wario in them? Well, it seems you like, like they Skrillex break the Quest. You just, fourth wall, you just won't yeah, say right. anything about Skrillex you're, Quest. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, it's your. I mean. I don't know, man. Scroll up. Did you like our preview trailer? Yeah, it was great. It was an advertisement, I, I Jim. I tweeted it. It was an advertisement. <laughs> no, you're right. Oh, my God. I know. Well, uh, I like movie trailers. What the fuck? Okay, I need to go home and uh, take a nap. Yeah, you just you need to allow some nuance into your into your feelings about this stuff. Yeah. Jim. No, I mean, I'm...
I just need to accept that this is one of my many contradictions. Yeah. Or you could not accept it. <laughs> or you could both accept it and not accept it and, and, that would and be, have that be another one of your contradictions. Right, that would be apropos. Kevin, did you play any video games? Uh, I did. I So I finished Framed 2. It was, I don't know, about an hour or two of content, and it was great. It was fun. I enjoyed it quite Was a bit. there anything hard in it? No. It's Because it's like, there's usually like a handful of ways that you can put the things together and then... I mean, there were definitely things that were like, here are six or eight things and you have to figure out what sequence they go in and it's pretty subtle, the interactions between them. Sort of like, kind of like a, a very, like a lower level of like that those grow games. Yeah. Because um, those were got, those were pretty serious branching binary trees depending on how you place things. Um, and it was not quite that bad, but it was, there were definitely places where I was like, huh, this is, this is definitely more complicated than I could imagine. Um, at first glance, like a bunch of different weird interactions. And that was the, the only complaint I have about it is that I kind of want to see all the failure states before I move on. Um, yeah, it makes sense. Right. Cause like that's, those are the, those are the, the dragon's lair cool bits where I mean, the player character dies. Do they replay, like, do they have unique art? And they don't always. Yeah, because yeah. Dragon's Lair definitely, like, Dragon's Lair had unique death sequences for everything that you could fuck up, but then they all sort of went back to right. the, right. Yeah. And this definitely reused a bunch of stuff, but there were enough unique moments that it was it was definitely worth the couple of bucks that it cost to buy. Um, and then I played that game that we were talking about, uh, Sidewords. Um I played like through the first set of like prescribed levels, and then I started playing that that um, the, the little quads, mini game quads. The, yeah, the mini game mode. And apparently, I broke the game because I have I have gotten up to like five hundred and some points, and I just don't foresee stopping. Yeah, your soon. first game, you're currently at five times the current high score that's posted, and no sign of it slowing down. Yeah, like at I just all. figured out a strategy that is more powerful than the retarding agent of the it could be that like there are a lot of people who are really good at this game it's but just none just of them stopped. ever, none none of them them ever finished, finished the game, game. that's yeah. not possible sure I mean I wound up with just most of the squares are the quads and not letters that's what okay. always happens are you just very careful about I definitely I definitely I mean I know you play way slower moves. than me yeah like I definitely think about what letters are coming onto the screen and how they are positioned and the relationship between them and the... And the like, Do you know what letters are coming onto the screen? Well, no, no, you don't have an advanced knowledge, but when it comes on, I think about what's going to happen, like, when I move I the, see. the pieces around. So, like, uh, what I was... Like, checkerboard pattern is very important. Right, to not ever isolate... Letters a or group of quads. letters. Yeah. Um... The f- quads can clear other quads too. Yeah, which is which allows like chains to be more interesting. But not on a checkerboard. No, but but when the but like keeping that in mind when you're positioning stuff. Okay. Um, well, like if you finish that game, you'll have pride of place on the leaderboard I guess, for that game until they like until maybe they revamp it because it's you won't clearly a broken game. No. So they'll they'll fix it. They'll fix it and make it. Less. Well, they already got your money. What do they care? That's true. What do they care? Uh, yeah, so that, those are the two things I played. I played, really not this week, but last week, and I didn't talk about it last time. I played a little bit of Kingsway. That uh, What is Kingsway? It is an RPG 
that its interface is like a Windows 95 oh, yeah. desktop. I'm so bummed kind they of. don't have a Mac version of that. Um, That's really cool. Is there like so, hidden shit in it? It seemed like maybe there was like some more going on in there from the Steam video. I don't know, really. It's so it is. So is it like? Uh, so you have like a you have like a, a desktop and you have like a character icon and you double click that and it opens your character sheet and you have like a status icon and you double click that and it opens the thing with like your health meter and your mana meter on okay. it and then when you you there's a world menu and an inventory menu and like when you open a chest it opens another window and you drag icons from that window to your inventory to to take the items and when a monster you, when you encounter a monster it opens a window that moves around the window on the screen the window moves around and oh. sometimes it'll like spawn other ones behind it so you have to like move it out of the way to like it like attack the other ones sometimes it'll like hit you so hard that it minimizes your hit points display and you have to like go reopen that like uh, it it does take advantage of the of its sort of like visual idiom okay. in a lot of interesting ways but it's it's got this structure of a like roguelike, like you create a character and there's permadeath and you get currency to unlock up, like possible upgrades for you to choose on future characters and stuff like that. And I really kind of just wanted it to be like a thing I could play and then be done with. Like, I don't know I that it's really complicated enough to sustain that the kind of like break. lifestyle play that they're go- There's like a mm. daily challenge. And I just like, like man, a seed. I just wish that I could just play this. What for, is the like? What is the progression like? Just like starting with more hit points, or sorry, now what is the progression through a game? Like? There's a there's a world map, and you move around, and I think the wandering monsters just get harder and harder, and that's the timer, and you're okay. just like going to town where you can pick up a quest, and then go to this other, you know, go to a dungeon, which is another little sub map where there's, you know, you're making choices about go to this treasure or go to this monster or whatever. And it's, it's not, if it was a constructed world, I feel like they could have done some interesting stuff with it. But the fact that it's all randomly generated makes it all pretty samey. And I don't know, you know, it's neat looking and I don't regret buying it. And I had fun playing it for about an hour, but I don't, feel like going back to it the way that I would if I had still had a character to level up. And so it's like was, a little bit on this side of like uh, hack and slash, like you're not digging into anything like directory structures and stuff. No, I, d- I mean, the, it might have some surprises later okay. uh, regarding that, but n- no, yeah, it's but- not even, not even like her story level of like, there's oh. a hidden thing here, huh. Huh. you know, like That's at least not that I found the, the, the steam video has a bunch of like, staticky moments and things kind of starting to look glitchy and in a way that sort of implied that there might be a a twist or something. Well, maybe there is and I just never got to it, but it's yeah, it's just it's another one of those things where it's like I wish this wasn't I wish this wasn't a like a proc gen permadeath. I feel like I mean I haven't played it at all, but else heart.break or whatever uh, is a game that I think has a long preamble before you get to what a lot of people consider the core game. And I wonder if maybe this is the same kind of situation. Yeah, I've never picked that up because I just saw a report of how long it was and I don't... You don't think you have it in you? I mean, 
there's a lot of games that I've played and loved that were 12 or 15 hours long. But if you put a game in front of me and say, this game is good and it's 15 hours long, I'm probably not right. going to play it. So, yeah. I don't know. What if it is, this game is good and it's somewhere between 2 and 20 hours? Yeah, that sounds great. Does it? That sounds like exactly what everyone wants. Okay. And should buy August 10th. <laughs> Uh, do you guys want to do some listeners' mail since we sure. since we didn't have a lot of uh, didn't have a lot of game stuff to talk about? Um, Greg says, "Hi, Jick and Co. I've been playing Hungry Cat Picross recently on Rift's recommendation, and it's great. But I've almost finished it. Any good Android game recommendations, particularly tower defense games? Keep up the great work, and thanks." This is your field. Of oh, expertise. I don't really play tower defense games, so um, unfortunately, it's not actually well. But Android games. Oh, geez. Um, let's see. What am what, we have no idea. What's good? I, I've got like I've got Hoplite here. Hoplite's really good. Uh, I liked You Must Build a Boat. Okay. Desert Golfing. Yeah. Um, Hungry Cat Picross. Here's some questions. Uh, is there is does the game Geo Defense exist on Android? Do you know? Uh, let's take a look. I kind of doubt it. You you don't think that that was got got ported? I feel like Kingdom Rush probably exists on Android. That would be surprising to me if it I did not. I did not like Kingdom Rush at all. There are no... Is, is it defense so with an it. S or a C? With an S. No hits. Okay. Uh, Kingdom Rush. Kingdom Let's Rush. See. What about King Dong Rush? Oh, one at a time. What about Kim Jong Rush? There's a <laughs> King, Kingdom Rush by Ironhide Game Studio. It looks legit. Yeah, okay, I think, yeah, I think that's, that's that's a pretty yeah. Good Kingdom Rush is a good uh, good tower defense game. game. If you did, I talk to you guys about like this would have been like a year ago. Robo Miner. <laughs> it sounds like our alley up our alley. I don't know if it's it's of like one of the simplest implementations of the mining game idea that I've ever seen. Like that still works. Like it's clearly like a one person, not an artist, uh, who who made this. Um, and uh, it it was still like I played it for probably like fifteen hours. If you add up all the time I spent on the tra- on trains and on the toilet and in bed, just kind of wasting time because I was falling asleep or on the train or what have you. Um, is it like a SteamWorld dig kind of, yeah. like just digging down and leaving tunnels behind and yep. leveling up your ability to go deeper and yep. stuff? Like Those games was, are fun. That genre. Yeah, like, I dig genre. it for, the, for iOS was yeah. like that. Um, Wolf Cow says, if Riff's going to be recording some playtime on the assignment, could you ask him to find out what's up with his mic? Maybe talk into the right side of it or something? The right side of it? Huh, or is, was is it he... not... Uh... It's like the wrong side of the cloth. The, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's all in mono on the left or something. It, it uh, might be. I thought I had fixed that problem. I'll I'll check. I don't know. The- Zafbod Broxelby writes, How did Zach learn to so clearly pronounce the imaginary P in the word something? I definitely have a big P in the middle of the word something. <laughs> Just every time you say it. Yeah. Well, did you grow up where you needed to use a lot of sump pumps? Uh... I wouldn't say you needed to use a lot of them. I mean, I think you needed one if you had a basement. Okay. Um, yeah. Did, did you feel like that? That do pump other people not say it that way? Was a thing. Something. Apparently, I also have it. I think I can Some, hear the P in there. Something. Well, I yeah. can't hear it because Some, he's behind a pop filter. But so, I something. imagine that he's probably saying. It. So he's I behind have, a, I have to off work filter. to not say the P. Yeah. Like because something. because I have to work to not say the P. That that says to me, and this could be like just. A very me-centric way of thinking about it. That says to me that it's more work to not say it. Like it's probably just 
I honestly can't say it without being adulterated at this point because I've right. been yeah. it too hard. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, something about uh, the, the, would, would the... Wait, so what about? Something uh-huh. about... Okay. Um, about the accent that I have and I guess the accent that you have. Um, it, it just gravitates towards putting that... Like, it's just my fucking lips bang against each other while it's, I say that word. How do you I mean, say it's the same dumbling? It's the same thing as in the middle Dumb. of empty, right? Empty, empty something, empty something, em- something em- empty, something empty. empty. It's the same consonant construction, even though there is a P in one of them and not in the other. Yeah. Um, I want my empty V. <laughs> mm-hmm. What's a word with M followed by T that does not have a P in it or an E between? Amtrak. Yeah. You don't say amp track. Amp track. No. Ump. Would you say um track or ump track? The 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 Humpty dance. That has a P That's, in it. Though. Oh shit. The Humpty dance. The Humpty dance. Hump. Uh, ben writes, "What's the best event in the Bay Area for video game design, folks?" Video game design, folks. Uh, I run a co-working event that's pretty good at the Maid. Uh, there's a um, there's a group. I don't know if this is the best at all, but like there's a group of meetup.com that I'm in called SF Bay Area Game Jammers, I think. Um, and that's, uh, it's got some good, uh, good meetups on it. Blaine writes, Dear Riff, I recently started watching your Dark Souls 2 Let's Play. I like it. It's some good stuff. How many more years of daily death uploads do you have left? Uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, I do them in batches, so I haven't played all the way to the end yet. My my initial estimate when I first started recording at the very beginning was that it would be done sometime in October of this year, and it seems like maybe that's going to be about right, uh, but I don't know. It remains to be seen. How many deaths is that? Uh, let's see. Today's episode was... Open the window over here. Today's episode was death number 437. In about 100 more, maybe? Uh, yeah, more or less, probably. Because hmm. there's a very difficult, well, more than one very difficult boss coming up, and then the two or three final bosses. So it's going to be it's going to be a rough end of the series. What playthrough number is this for you? Um, this would be like my third and a half playthrough. I played when it first came out. I played through it two and a half times to get the platinum trophy. So this is ah. this is my my fault fo- my a fresh playthrough following that. Grundleshunt writes. How does it feel to have a press kit for West of Loathing? How long did that take to put together, and has anyone used it? Who he got a Mark Knopfler. Uh, yeah, people have definitely used it. Like we've gotten there, a ton of the press coverage that West of Loathing has gotten has pulled screenshots and videos and stuff directly from the press kit because they wouldn't have uh, they wouldn't have done it otherwise. So I'm assuming what this person is talking about is that they've listened to Video Games Hot Dog for a long time and they remember me being really grouchy about specifically. Rami Ishmael's press kit thing. I mean, this is, this is very much a, a few years ago. No, I know this is very similar. The thing, the thing that bothered me about the way that that thing was presented 
several years ago was sort of twofold. Something that very much bothers me about more or less everything that Rami Ishmael says to game developers is that when when there is a sort of identifiable cultural movement like indie video games 2008 on that starts to get people like that that starts to develop like personalities who are kind of charismatic pundits about a thing and when when those people start saying this is what you need to do in order for your game to be successful in in this situation you need to use this thing that is basically a form that you need to fill out with all of the things about your game that the press cares about based on what the press has cared about in the last couple of years worth of indie games that have come out according to this dogma that I have devised based on my observation of these things, that is a dogma that is at best sort of self-perpetuating and starts to make everything fall into the same size and shape of box. And that is at worst, and I think we have found out because time has borne out, nobody fucking knew what they were talking about. Like, there wasn't an indie apocalypse a couple of years ago there has never been anything but anomalies in the way that the market worked and the way that coverage worked and the way that the the actual art that was being made worked and so the thing that the thing that i bounced off of really really hard when we were trying to figure out how to promote kingdom of loathing in a world that we thought hey there's a lot of people who would probably like this that don't know about it was all right step 1 make some videos of it for your press kit and and what that said was according to the dominant orthodoxy of what it means to be a video game, like what it means to be a like non soulless triple A video game in 2009 is you got to have one of these press kits. So you got to have a video. So if your game is not a thing that you can make a video of, then it doesn't count somehow. It's like not allowed into the cool games club. And that upset me a great deal. I, I feel what? like the, the angle that, that, they were coming from though when when it was originally made is here are the things that pr- the press always wants to have access sure to. like it, you know somebody who's taking time will make their own screenshots or they will make their own videos but people don't often have time to do that so pr- just provide them all of the things that they need they right give but them a couple different shirts sure, sure, in sure. Articles. right give but them- my but my but my argument is and, and I get it like I get that like I get that everyone was trying, like I don't think that I don't think that Rami is a bad guy I just don't <sighs> there are people who are too charismatic to trust. And I think he is one of them. And that, that's like, like I worry that at some they point, hold, they hold more. I sway. worry that at some point along the line, some harm was done. Some stuff did not see the light of day that otherwise could have. If like all of the press hadn't gotten on board that train and gotten to the point where they were like, well, if a game doesn't have a press kit, it must not be very good because that's what we've decided everyone needs. Right. And, and mm-hmm. the, the like, I, in in my mind, that kind of orthodoxy is it, like it, it just begins to 
ossify things like everything for a while becomes like a quirky pixel art platformer you know and like you think that's a result of the press kit i don't think that that helps Hmm. right and i think the idea the idea that every game needs a press kit carries with it the seed of the idea that if a game does not lend itself to making a press kit for it according to what we've decided in this helpful tool that we've made a press kit needs to look like then it doesn't it doesn't get to play. It doesn't get to be in the market that games are in. Huh. I I think there's a strong case to be made that if you're you can't make a trailer for your game, it's going to be very hard to sell it to this market. And that's just a fact of this particular market. But it's not hard to sell it to people. No. Well, you know, it's right, not like right. but like that this the press kit exists within the context of like this specific kind of game. <sighs> And, like, but, I, I think the difference between, like, Rami, like, being helpful and Rami being kind of an insensitive jerk here is whether or not – is the, the context of whether this was, like, this is what worked for me versus this is what you should do. It very much feels like a this is what you should do thing to me. And I don't think he's a jerk. Like, I, like, I, don't, I don't think he's a bad guy. I just – I think that – like, I can't – Sorry to just keep saying this, but I can't think of another word for it than orthodoxy. And I think that it's just the bane of an art movement. Like, that's that's when everything becomes the same and then the ad guys catch on to that being the way that things are. You know, and it's just like, I think that you... I get that to make video games now, you have to be cognizant of the video game as a product that has to sell in a market if you want to make a living making the video games. But I don't want everyone thinking about it that way. Like, I get that what that does is it creates situations where, like, you get a lot of, like, 19-year-old people, like, exploiting themselves to make stuff, but they're making some really amazing shit, and that's what art has always been. Like, there has never been a time in human history when artists could reliably make money, right? So, like, trying to bend, trying to take the example of a handful of things, a handful of pieces of art that were commercially successful, and just start telling 19-year-olds, this is what you need to do with your art in order to be an artist, when what you're actually saying is this is what you need to do with your art in order to make a living in the market of 2009 by making art, I just don't, I, like, I think a thoughtless adherence to that is, it, it's not dangerous, and it's not harmful, it's just, like, an unnecessary restriction, and I don't... Did you ever make a resume? Yeah. Did you feel like, did you have the same sort of feelings about that? I never made a resume for anything I gave a shit about. Like, I think that's the difference, right? Like, if, if, you know, I would make a press kit for a game that I wrote as an application to work at EA, right? <laughs> if EA was like, hey, if you want to, if you want to work here, you need to show us a video game that you made. Right. A press kit would be great for that because, hey, look at this marketable shit that I did. So do, like, you, do you resent having a press kit for this game? Uh, no, because I didn't have to do anything to make it happen. I mean, Kevin just made it. But this game did... Th this game... Th watching a video of this game does nothing 
to communicate what is good about this game. I think but the trailer you made, which is a video of that game, actually does a great job. Well, it's it's tricky. It is a little tricky to figure out how to message it, though. It, I think that because so much of like, what is great about the game is the writing, and you can't really writing heavy that games yeah. like like it, it works for a certain kind of let's play where the 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 person reads aloud. The yeah, text. reads it in a funny voice. Yeah, yeah. and I, you know, it's. I worry that we're maybe a little too wordy for that. But, <laughs> but this game, this game is is what it is. But there are other parts of the game that you can just make a video of, right? Like, yeah. there's a bunch of stuff that's just funny to watch it happening, and there's mm-hmm. you know, but like. But you didn't like when you were just choosing to make this game. You didn't make it with the thought in mind, like I'm gonna. Uh, shape this game within the constraints of like this particular market, like no. trying to sell Basically, something. Basically, zero, zero, cons- zero thought about how it was going to be received, more or less. Yeah. Until I, we started beta testing, and then we changed a few things. I don't think. Reception. I don't think it's possible for that to be true. No, you really. Your 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 tastes are shaped by the market. So like. And the game was shaped by your taste. So like indirectly, of course, it's fe- affected. Yeah, I don't feel like we we made cons- I mean I guess there were things there were there were some constraints like we want this to be playable on touch devices so that's going to impact the interface and stuff but sure. that's but that isn't necessarily a so also I mean some thing. one thing that that you know anybody who's been listening long enough to know <clears throat> that I was pissed off about that four years ago and don't seem to be pissed off about it now will also probably notice my having mellowed out in a lot of other ways and it like part of me is happy that I was able to like make this game without ever having an argument with any of you guys about anything because I was always willing to just sort of trivially give up on something if there was a lot of resistance to it. Right. So like, while this is a thing that I'm proud of and that I think is good, it is not a thing that I like. It's not a hill that you're going to die on. No. And it's not like, <sighs> there's a lot of hills. It's not like a lot of things die in this game. It's not like fundamentally the same kind of like expression of self that a like outsider, Mm. you know, like if if you can describe something like I don't think that you can describe something that you made yesterday as punk rock, but I think you can describe something that you made 15 years ago when you had no idea what you were doing as punk rock and this is not punk rock i mean the thing the thing that we've made is not punk rock it is it is still kind of a little autobiography in some ways sure which is kind of cool but but in it it, but not like not not in a like super meaningful way and not even like in like like on the surface like less of a of of one than than kol is but kol was just like there are no, there's nothing new in this the way that I think there was kind of something new in KOL, hmm. right? And so it's just not this is is guilty of some tendency towards the orthodoxy of the market. So you know, yeah, that's fine, whatever. Like, huh. it, but we had some money so that somebody else could make the video. Like <clears throat> w- trying to do this with Word Realms, it was like. Okay, I guess we need a video. I guess that means I have to write a script for a video, and then we got a video made, and you were like, mm, I don't know. I'm like, what would you change? You're like, mm, I don't know. I'm like, all right, well, fuck a video forever, I guess. Like, what, like, th- this is another thing that was sort of frustrating about, like, a, our, our, like, 
air quotes collaboration on making a Patreon video. Like, I'm like, okay, I wrote this script for a pitch for a Patreon video. What do you guys think? And you were all like, it sucks. I'm like, okay, what, what would you change about it? And then there were some crickets and then we didn't have a Patreon for two years. Right? Like, the reason that I don't resent making the videos for the press kit or picking the screenshots for the press kit is I didn't have to do it. Sure. Right. Because it's not a thing that I am any good at. And so it was easy for me to not get pissed off about having to like, I hate filling out forms. And so taking, you know, my job that I love a lot and making me fill out a form about it is something that I, so yeah, anyway. So <laughs> having made, um, 11 episodes of super tasters, some of those are coming up. Um, what I would have done for the Patreon is basically exactly what we did for that, which is shoot fucking, a bunch of video, and then shoot a bunch of video, and then cut it, like of us talking about the podcast, right? And just like, edited it into something that's yeah. But did yeah. you have those skills three years ago? Uh, I the skill of like being cognizant that this is something within my capability. No. Like, right. Not enough that anybody actually made it happen. Right. Because it would like, that's the thing. Like at that point, it would have had to have been me that made it happen. And the thing that I tried didn't work and nobody else had any ideas. So we just walked away from it. Yeah. Like that's like any of us could have just shown up with a camera and decided to do that. That's true. I mean, the fact that we all had three made harder by the fact that Riff was remote too. Like we were all working on other stuff and this was definitely a sideline. Well, Jim had a day job when he was making super tasters. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Thank you for that question, actually, Grundleshunt. And thank you for naming yourself Grundleshunt, which proves you've been listening for even longer. It took a day. What did? To make the press kit? Yeah. And it has definitely been worth it. Like, it has... It it took a day, but it also took a a day, and we had had a bunch of stuff. We already had the videos. We already had... We had already had to come up with... We'd already had to pick screenshots for the Steam page. Yeah. You know, we, we just, like, we paid a guy to make the videos, you know, like that's the reason those videos exist is because I when we moved to San Francisco, like literally the first hour that I was in San Francisco, <laughs> I went to an Idle Thumbs meetup and met Duncan Robson, who yeah. is an animator who makes game trailers and who likes our stuff and who it's I like a lot. Great. And is just really great guy. Yeah. And, you know, is Everyone's is just getting started do, and works pretty cheap. And so stuff. like that that's just a problem that is solved now if By we need it if, <laughs> yes if we need a game trailer we can get one now oh, yeah. because we just have to give duncan some money yeah. and duncan is a machine that turns money into good videos that's true and before we didn't have that you know uh we also like the fact that we had spent a year a year and a half promoting the game and so there was some press already so we could have a like articles section there was there were some honors that we had because we actually had like won some stuff. Like those are sections that with word realms, there was just nothing. Yeah. Like there were just so many, so many of the fields in the press kit form. There was no answer for what, would you say word realms is punk rock? No. Okay. No, I like, I don't know what I would compare it to. I mean, like what I would compare it to is like some folk art <laughs> garbage mid career album by a punk rock band that went on to mainstream success later that I didn't hear because it was too shitty. <laughs> like a regrettable, a regrettable sophomore failure. Metal machine music by Lou Reed. The game is actually okay. really good. I think, I think the art is I, the only thing. I want to play Master Sword. The music is fucking great. The music is yeah. really good. Hey, Jim didn't like the music. Really? Yeah. I thought it was okay. Huh? 
It's not. I mean, it's no Ryan Ike, but it's it's really good. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the core idea is good, but it didn't like the tone didn't come together. Like it, it was tonally bad. That it like we didn't get to experiment with the structure at all the way that we did with this sure. because the tools were terrible. That's also true. Like and yeah, no, it was just it we, was just a mess. We like, learned a tremendous yeah. number of lessons. Yep. It was it was a very expensive uh, self homeschooling program. <laughs> so I didn't want to interrupt that 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 thought process with this story, but I thought of a story in the middle of uh, that question, um, which was that I saw a let's play of Frog Fractions um, done by a uh, bilingual English Spanish speaker who was live translating as he played oh, live wow. translating all the text in the game into Spanish. Jeez. Just reading it in Spanish aloud. And the moment he gets to the text adventure, you can like he kind of pauses and sighs. <laughs> 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 and then gets into it. It's am- he actually did it the whole thing. That's it's pretty awesome. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> talking to Nick about Frog Fractions last night, he was talking about how that's the point where it gets really hard. And yeah. how Frog Fractions 2 starts hard. Yeah, it because does. of the, because Glitterman and Grove is hard and then ZZT is, is as, as impenetrable to a 24 year old <laughs> now yeah. as the text adventure part of Frog Fractions 1 was to a 24 year old then. And it, I mean, it is weird. I mean, you really did make a game for us, right? Like you yeah, made a game uh-huh. for, you made a game for people in their late thirties who have never stopped playing video games since the beginning of video games. Pretty much. That's yeah. the only way that you can be in the right spot for that. And that is not very many people. Yeah. It's not, certainly not the same audience as the first game for sure. Has anyone, I'm sorry to bring this up. You know who would really love your game is, uh, Ernie Klein. I was just to say, has, oh, anyone, has, right, anyone compa- has anyone compared your game to Reddit player one? Uh, Maybe in the initial flurry of tweets. Has anyone compared like, you to Richard Garriott? The, <laughs> I don't think so. Um, Did you ever sell I don't know who's in plastic bags? Uh, no. He does um, like a realm. The, there were definitely, <laughs> there were definitely like comparisons to like, uh, like Tim and Eric. Huh. And okay. to, um, uh, look around you. Oh, huh. Wow. Okay. And look around you. I think is pretty apt. Yeah. There was comparisons to like yeah. Kurt Vonnegut's Cat's Cradle, which I thought was neat. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Is this for Cat's oh. Cradle is the one with Ice Nine? Yeah. Right? Yep. Is this for one yeah. or two? People were saying that. Two for one. For okay. one. Oh, two. I don't. No, two. I don't remember any comparisons like that for two. Okay. Like any of that for two. Like I mean, two is is trapped wholly in the shadow of one, right? Yeah, like that's absolutely. Y- and you just it's inescapable. Yeah. Tim and Eric is a weird cultural position. Like I really I don't know, like it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen it. I don't really I've, know I've seen like about it. maybe fifteen minutes of it, and it just was so off putting to me that I don't think my, I have either. My my girlfriend, who is a little less than ten years younger than me, is like. so super into it huh. and like her and all of her friends her age like th- like almost to the same extent that like all of us are into the simpsons okay right it seems it seems like it's just like some weird Zach like generation cusp Jeez. thing where like every once in a while i will see a tim and eric video that i think is funny but for the most part it just seems like fucking incomprehensible noise hmm. to me and uh, some of that, I think, from talking to people is like, 
Like, they're like, what Tim and Eric have you seen? And I said, well, when I searched for best Tim and Eric skits, I watched a thing called Ooh Mama, which is just like some guys sort of dressed like babies saying Ooh Mama, Ooh Mama, Ooh Mama, Ooh Mama, Ooh Mama, over and over You're and over again. describing that is pretty funny. Well, yeah, I mean... Yeah, I don't know. I like. I think that there was there was a similar. It, it like because in that case, the the biggest difference to notice is the is the age difference. And just thinking about like, well, what you know, like okay, if you if this was like what you were watching when you were stoned in college, like this is your space ghost for me, right? Like, right. and and that is also, I think, a thing where. Mm. Even people my age, a lot of them don't think that Space Ghost is funny, so it's probably really, really less about Those the people make me age. Sad. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that, I like mean, there's, Josh... there's probably a lot of people who would be really sad to hear that I listened to like three Cheech and Chong albums recently and found them incomprehensible and not funny at all. So that's but so that's like the other direction, right? Yeah, like that's, that's yeah. before our time. But I don't, jo- so Josh hated uh, Josh hated all Aquatine Adult Swim stuff. Yeah, Hunger he Force. hated Aqua Teen Hunger Force. He also hated Space Ghost because that, that was way more comprehensible. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I never actually talked to him about Space Ghost, but okay. but yeah, he definitely hated Aqua Teen Hunger Force, which that I felt was, was like really a little absurdist. ways down the road. Like yeah. I mean, and like the in C, more so than Sea Lab. I don't know how he felt about Sea Lab, but so I mean, so Tim and Eric as just pure absurdism, I can sort of understand, but it's well, like, that isn't so, interesting but, to me like, anymore. Like Tom goes to the mayor was Tim and Eric making that like just an adult yeah. swim show. And that at least like has a, has a storyline, yeah. right? As silly as it is. But like, I mean, but then again, like Paul Rudd's computer is pretty fucking great. I don't know that one. That's the one with Tane and Celery Man and the, <laughs> nope. Ah, it's good. Yeah, okay. <laughs> what was the, what do you, what was the series of G.I. Joe shorts? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. The yeah, Fensler, yeah. the Fensler films. G. Yeah. G. I, I yeah. feel like that stuff is like, I think it's pretty funny. I think that's pretty close to what you that's were saying about probably, Umama. That's probably on the cusp though, yeah. right? Cause that's, yeah. Cause that's taking a thing that right, had okay. a context. See, she did not like those. Oh, I tried, I showed her some of those. She was like, Oh God, all of the, all of the guys that I was in college with would not stop fucking playing okay, these. So and I never also, understood what was funny about them. There's an age difference. There's also a gender difference. And I wonder if that has, something to do with it maybe right like yeah that those i mean i don't think you like i never watched the gi joe television show yeah me either like the the cartoon growing up so it certainly wasn't no i don't imagine (laughs) that i was but um because the psas were just the like psa portions of those tv shows then like right edited and re-recorded and stuff right like yeah they're really good though <laughs> they There's are remasters but, I mean, of them on youtube now. yeah <laughs> yeah that was why this came up yeah well okay <laughs> we've certainly managed to fill a show uh and we haven't even gotten to the part where we talk about the assignment mega maker oh, right, you guys ready to talk that. about the assignment mega maker yeah all right. uh only jim and i played it i think yeah, yeah this is my first my first failure hmm just didn't just didn't um so mega maker is like is a totally unlicensed version Mario of maker. Mario Maker but for Mega Man um and Does it have the same kind of situation where you unlock tools No not even no not even a little bit yeah everything's okay. available to you right okay. I didn't mess with the editor more than just to go through the tutorial on it which, like um, which is weirdly high production values for this sort of thing This whole thing is really well put together for what it is huh. I mean I it, it's it's got like weirdly like uh uneven polish like, it has like bad a, UI choices I've, I've, too, and like I think 
because different people probably because different people worked on it for example like you can use the mouse for everything except during gameplay you can't bring up the menu with escape or use the mouse right you have to like you have to realize you pause to with the enter key and, and then, then you have to use the arrow keys to move yeah. up to the exit button. But, yeah. like, overall, I was actually really impressed. It it really threw into sharp relief for me how much better Mario is than Mega Man. <laughs> Just yeah. as a game and as a vehicle for interesting things to happen in a platformer. Yeah, I, I definitely level. agree with that. Like I, So my, what I tried to do was I, I played a bunch of random levels. Right. I just like go to the menu and find a random level. And a lot of them were like, this has zero plays. This has four plays and it's rated negative two <laughs> approvals or whatever. But they were all like comprehensible. They all played like levels. And in a lot of cases, I, you know, was able to beat them on the first try. So they weren't like crazy hard. Yeah. Uh, a few of them were just dumb jokes. A few of them were like, here's a, you know, you like, here's a, you, I don't know. There's a thing that looks like the poop emoji, and then you get to the boss room, and it's just cut man, and he falls off the screen immediately and dies, and then you win. I, I and there's saw another a level that was. Emoji. I saw a level that was trying to be the uh, the asylum escape from <clears throat> Dark Souls. Okay. It that basically what it got was that you dropped into the first room, and there was a it used like a close to a castle wall tile set, and that was pretty much the extent of the similarities. Mm. You can you make a level, you give it a name, and you put a, you choose what boss you fight, or you can just replace the boss with like a goal, just yeah. like a like a thing that if you touch it, you win the level. Yeah. Uh, so then I went to the highest uh, or like the most popular levels and played a few of those, and some of those were pretty fun. Like some of them were some of them were what I expected every Mega Maker level to be, which was like Mega Man games, especially the first one, had a lot of like real shitty puzzle rooms where blocks appear and disappear in a sequence and you just have to memorize the sequence and then jump so that you're where the next block is going to appear yeah, so that you can it, land on it. it. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, sorry to interrupt. While you were saying that sentence, I solved the maze on your chest. Okay. So if you need some help with that later, I can walk you through it. Okay. Well, Are you making fun of me for not being able to... to <laughs> no, I'm just like... <laughs> I, I started that sentence and it didn't really go anywhere, so I had to finish it somehow. <laughs> okay. So I'm not in the room. <laughs> what are you talking about? Nor are any listeners. I, my, my, I'm wearing a shirt that we got for winning a room escape oh, in okay. Austin, and it has a little maze, like a like a very simple circular maze on it with like a lock in the middle. Sort of like uh, a copyright symbol uh or like a, a Chicago times. Cubs logo. Okay. But if you turn the Chicago Cubs logo into a maze and put a lock in the middle. Yeah. So it'd be like clock. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so there were some, there were some of the popular Mega Maker levels that were though, the, the, the one that I played that was pretty cool was like, it was just that, but it was like a bunch of Tetris blocks appearing and you just were jumping around on Tetris oh, yeah. blocks, but it wasn't hard. It was like tuned. It, I was really surprised at how not super difficult most yeah, of the I levels well, that are created are give it give it two months and i think it would have geared that I way. as people got more familiar I, like with i tools. really don't know if i think that that's going to happen with so, this like i, I don't know if i think that this is going to have the 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 fan base i think so i yeah, think like, that's I think what happens though, is people get more familiar with the tools they get more familiar with the levels people are making and the people that are sticking with it and voting everything up want there to be more and more challenge. And I think yeah. that stuff just bubbles to the top because I think that's, that's what those people are. I think that's about. true, but I don't know if this, this 
software is going to be like have enough exactly. Well, yeah. I don't know if like the user base is going to be robust enough to sure. yeah to that's, get to that point. But that also means that like they never get a chance to optimize for anything else either. Right. So that sucks. The so then I I played some of the highest rated levels, almost all of which were just like people abusing the rating system to post levels that showcased bugs in the Mega Maker engine. And the name of the level was like, upvote this so these assholes will have to fix these fucking bugs. What the fuck, assholes? What kind of bugs? I don't know. I I couldn't... You didn't didn't play any... I did, but I couldn't really tell what was wrong with them. Like, I think there was some stuff that, like, I don't know that that's what... I don't know that that's not what Mega Man would do if you put those blocks in that configuration sure, yeah. and they just didn't do that when they were designing levels because the engine didn't support it, right? Because that's a thing that would happen. But yeah, I don't know. There's a bunch of stuff like it was a bunch of stuff that seemed to hinge on like fucked up behavior of boss doors because the boss doors are some weird one off thing. And like, you know, in a normal Mega Man game, you never saw the boss doors when they didn't have like a block on either end of them. Right, there weren't just block boss doors in the middle of the level, right? Floating in space. Yeah. Uh, on the other hand, like uh, Mario Maker, because of its crazy degree of polish, like every they made sure that every configuration of stuff works in a way that makes sense, and that's one of the things that's so special about it. Yeah, is that you can just like dump any com- com- configuration of stuff, and like usually it'll, if not be have an interesting result, have a sensible result. Are people still making Mario Maker levels? I don't know. I'm sure that they are. are people still making little big planet levels. Probably. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Are people still making castle doctrine levels? <laughs> people are still making are... spore creatures. Are they? Yeah, yeah. There's an article on it uh, about it on Waypoint recently. There's been some like wow. mods that that added a bunch of uh, new pieces and greatly expanded the build area. Yeah, extra dicks and extra claws, basically. But yeah, people are making super elaborate stuff, not to play the game with, just as a Oh, monster creation. You know, because it has. I saw it a video. I saw like an animated GIF of somebody making like a crazy dragon yeah. huh. out of the spore creature creator. Are peop- I mean, people are clearly still making stuff on Minecraft. Like that's oh, yeah. that is a relatively evergreen situation. Um, I'm just curious, like what what communities are still engaged and excited about the tool sets. Yeah. Given both the age of the tool set and the, the sort of People support. are still making ZZT games. Okay. Like you, for instance. Sort of, yeah. Yeah. When when I, I played a little bit of Little Big Planet on on a friend's PS3 and it was interesting, like we we did a similar thing to what you did, Zach, where we just like let's play a bunch of random community created levels. And it was interesting to see like genres emerge. Like there was a a genre of Little Big Planet level called Bomb Survival, which is just like there's a timer and bombs spawn in and you try to live as long as you can. Huh. Um, Okay. And it was, you know, reasonably fun. And like that was just as far as I know, that was just something that like. So it was like a mini game within the rule set. In the way that like the Warcraft community invented tower defense. Right. The invented that genre. A little big panic community invented bomb survival, and like Dota is technically like an, a tower defense game. Yeah, it, right? I mean, all, the World it's of Warcraft, just, rather the Warcraft community, also invented that. Yeah, yeah. Tower def- I mean, tower defense is a custom Warcraft three 
map genre and, and Dota so is, like is Dota. So is Dota. That, right? where, you're well, the, where the towers exist and you're the creeps, kind of? Well, but they both were kinds of custom Warcraft 3 maps sure. or custom StarCraft maps. I mean, I, like, I remember playing... I, I made a couple of just weird, like, arena combat maps in StarCraft. I remember some really like, fun, good, well-thought-out, player-created StarCraft campaigns... This I like the stuff that the stuff that I did didn't tend to focus on having like story stuff. It was just like here are you have an ex you have a finite number of like credits to spend, and then here's a thing where if you step on this, it'll spend this much and spawn one of these units in. So it was just like custom army building for fighting inside an arena. Like just it was just messing with the editor stuff. Sure, and I feel like that kind of stuff is where Dodo was born. Was just like. Here's Warcraft 3 with a weird alternate win condition and some right. automation. Yeah. Minecraft has a tremendous number of like mini games that exist. Or at least that scene was really vibrant five years ago. I, I think the mo- Minecraft mod scene is still pretty vibrant. I tried... I, like, I have no idea how multiplayer Minecraft even works on, like, a fundamental level now. Because mm-hmm. they started selling, they started having, like, official servers, mm-hmm. and I don't know what that even means. Like, you have to subscribe to a thing. But can you still run a private server? Mm-hmm. I don't think they stopped that from happening, know, but, yeah. like, it's. Right. Maybe that just means, like, the Minecraft company hosts it. No. Yeah, they host by, it. And, by Minecraft company, do you mean Microsoft? Uh-huh. Yeah. That's, that's what they are now. They, they host it and they provide, like, there are custom maps that you can you can choose to pre-install on your server and stuff like that. I when I downloaded some custom maps like adventure mode maps they were the process of installing them was pretty cumbersome. Uh any given website that told you how to do anything, you had no idea how many versions ago that was for and so it was really linuxy. Yeah. Uh, to try to figure out how to do anything. Yeah, and then for the most part, those custom been. maps, for, for the most part, those custom maps just didn't run in the newest version of Minecraft. Like, it was at the point where I had to buy Minecraft again because my, like, credentials that I owned it under just didn't work. <laughs> like, I don't know what... I got hacked. I don't know what changed stole, there. Stole I don't know, how would you... I mean, why would there even be a mechanism for someone to just steal the Minecraft... I definitely, I definitely got like messages saying someone just uh, tried to recover your Minecraft password. Huh. I got emails like that more than once. Yeah. Well, our next assignment uh, comes from Patreon backer uh, Alex Phillips, who is at the five dollar Patreon tier and gets to pick an assignment for us. And the assignment that he chose is a game called Spellraiser. Yeah. Uh, S p e l l r a z o r, which is a it's a, a Haunted I played a little bit of it a couple years ago. It is like a... It's a what? Haunted video game from 1981. A haunted video game from 1981. It's like a vector graphics action proc gen wizard game yeah. where you're like a rectangle and you, you have a lot of different spells you can cast. It's kind of hard. I'm I'm excited about it. It's got... like It seems to have real system-y magic. Like, there are factors that change the way spells work in visible ways just because all spells are just kind of like geometry um, it's a world where all of the wizards use math word realms would have done better if we had named it math wizards that was the, <laughs> that was the working title for but it was still was words. it really yeah 
Yeah, it was the same game, just called Math Wizards. Yeah, it's because uh, here, I don't know if you know this, but Word Realms is a bad name. So for a lot of the time that we were working on this, we were trying to come up with a name for it. We spent a lot of time, and that was always the front runner. Math Wizards. Yeah. Uh, guys, speaking of Patreon backer Alex Phillips, you know who this episode's uh, video games hot dog is brought to us by? Who? Rick Jodkin. Sure. Math Realms. Chris Cremo. Chotch. Chotch Matchkin. One Nostril Willie. Kabi Botic. Two Balls John. Ooh. Well, John, what's <laughs> what's happening down there? Two John's Ball. Three Balls John Jr. Two Two Balls One John. Jimmy Elbows. <laughs> Arms Akimbo. Oh, man. Fred No Neck. <laughs> One Neck Fred. Spackleface. <laughs> Our Patreon backers are also Dick Tracy villains uh, mm. these days. Um, Pex Jordan. <laughs> j- j- hmm. Gentlemen, I've had a fantastic time recording episode number 297 of Video Games Hot Dog with you, and I hope we record episode number 298 really soon. And listeners, I hope you'll join us. And if you do, we'll be right here with you. And if you don't, we'll be right here waiting for you. Gosh. Cockaboo Boobalaya. Good night. We just beat the timer. Done. Good night. Have a great week, everybody.